aspirations of selling for close to a billion dollars. Welcome back to another act of Stay Hot. We're at Act 46 today, Troy. It's Wednesday downtown it's a beautiful Wednesday. We're back out here. It's nice. We love it. Uh, we call this a dog. For anyone that's just joining, this is Stay Hot, uh, podcast around the entrepreneurial journey of Troy Crema, building one of Toronto, Canada's, and worldwide. North America worldwide's top, top, top startups. Mars. Um, Troy's a two-time founder, co-founder, CEO, um, and, you know, go just do your research on, on this guy. He's, he's, he's one of the guys. So... Um, what we do here every day or every week, we sit down and say, Troy, what's going on in your world? What a week. What a week, Tristan. That's what we talk about. You know, you talk about weeks that you work towards. And it's like, um, you know, when like you're like an athlete and like you're a rookie, you start to get comfortable and maybe you go into your sophomore season and things start, start to become the guy. Yeah. yeah um, start to click. Something athletes always say is that um, the game starts to slow down. Ooh definitely slowed down yeah it's funny it's like only wednesday and feels like we've already had multiple weeks in one week so that that's a perfect definition of how time is slow and i yeah i think but also i think what what they refer to in that sense is like their decision making is just like things become so much more familiar they know what to do in certain situations yeah and i would say i would say the biggest thing is right is like your business intuition just starts to grow with that process so um it's almost as if like uh you can read everything that's happening you're just on autopilot essentially and you can just go and just when you're going through your emotions you're not it's like that process if you you're not thinking, you're just doing, yep. and you're organically just going about your day and growing and creating multi-million dollar companies. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Okay, so yesterday you texted me. You're like, hey, because we usually we record on a Thursday. Now, I know we're dating this episode a little bit, but every episode comes out on Tuesday. Um, yesterday was Tuesday. Act went up, and you say, yo, we need to record tomorrow. The yeah. boys are having a week. What what's that mean? What's why well, why are you so fired up? We just had like we had four calls in the morning, uh, Green Cube and Grotto related, and all of them went to contract, and all of them were like we're gonna sign. And so I've actually never had something like that, and it was like in our and behind that we have pipeline, but everything just was deal. Usually, in, like in the past, I've had like might have four or five like we call them negotiation contract calls right and when you have those calls you got to expect that like your win rate like we always talk about is going to be like 30 30 percent right we always talk about that number our win rate yesterday was 100 right so when we go look at that and look back at it we go wow that's when i look at it i go we're having a week everything's clicking and it's only yesterday was only tuesday it's only wednesday we're not even halfway through the week it's finally 12 o'clock we're now running downhill now for the rest of the week it's hump day baby now now troy not every day is like that not every week is like that when was the last week you had that was the complete opposite to this one today (laughs) (laughs) well no no not on a not on a contract perspective everything just went there might was a couple contracts essentially that's the roller coaster from startups right um there's a couple contracts that are taking a little longer they want to do one more call and that stuff can be frustrating but then you got to take a step back always and realize you're at the end of the sales cycle we're gonna get this done they want to answer a couple more questions make that client feel special and close that fucking deal but we're but it's funny we're running into some stuff this morning putting out some fires on uh in indoor outside outdoor um like in the company out the company in, 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 internally externally we're always performing baby because we're on the front lines every day. and you're on the front lines you're taking care of your clients because you have an exceptional operations team yeah, um it's like uh you're when you take your girl on a date and uh, she's also you know she's seeing someone else and cheating on you but it's, <gasps> and you're dying and you're dying inside but externally you're going to be a gentleman about it <laughs> 
Okay, and speaking speaking of internal fires, um, Alex the intern. For people that have been following, you know that Alex the intern is a recurring. Oh fuck! Excuse my language. Um, is a recurring character in the Stay Hot series a, podcast. Yeah, he keeps coming back, man. He made his way back this summer. Uh, we kept him. Funny thing enough, dude, the guy might be turning into a pretty amazing salesperson. Can Can you remember the first episode that, or the first act that we introduced Alex the intern when you told me the story of how this guy basically made a job for himself? Yeah, and he made another job for himself, I would say, this this uh, this summer. No, no, we I asked to have him back. He was actually going to take another job. Alex probably watching us from the, from the building above, but he was going to take another job, guys, at like a bank. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, just waiting to hear back. I'm like, have they given you an answer? No, they're not going to, they're going to say no, dude. I is, is that when he was like working for you in the office? No, this is like back in like April or like March okay, of this okay, year okay. when people are sorting out their internships. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm, le- I'm leaving. Because I've always told them like, go spread your wings and fly. Nice. I've always told everyone, go explore. I'm never going to be mad at you for not exploring and getting out there. But it's really funny. He did come back this year, and it's only 25 days in. He's a ri- Two of his deals that he's originated have closed, right? In 25 How days, are you? So he's now all bravado. He's like, I want to be a closer. I want to get to the next point. We talked about last time how you have your originator relationship builders, and you have your closers, your entry pointers, and then your closers. Um, he goes on yesterday. Uh, he had a call. He, talk, he was like, I want to take this one solo. And you got to let people grow, right? You always got to let your team grow. So he goes on, jumps on, starts throwing out pricing. He says, Troy, I got him to contract. I go, what's the pricing? And he goes, says the pricing. And I go, dude, that's like 50% for one user below market value. You essentially gave the platform away for free. And I'm like, oh, you're lucky. You almost got hit. <laughs> um, and essentially off of that, I went, that's not a sale. So it's funny. Differentiating between what is a sale? And then what is giving something away for free? Because relationship builders, yeah, your time's free, essentially, at that point. But when you go to make it market value, you got to work your way up to that sale. And the sale is essentially a price with dollars and cents related. If you discount it, then you haven't really done a good job in your sales cycle because you haven't pitched the value of the platform. Work your way from the start to the finish. And the finish is when you drop that number on them. And ultimately, at that point, you've built a relationship to a point and you bring in that closer, yours truly, to get it done at the price that we say we should get. And this is what I was going to say. You know, he's he's gaining confidence and he's like, oh, he's closed two deals this week, whatever. But I'm like, okay, well, when has, has he taken his first, like, punch yet where he gets, like, he, he completely it. drops the ball and sounds like he kind of did. Yeah, I punched this morning, man. I said, like, why are you even talking pricing? It's not your job, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. said, but I let him go about it. You got to let him spread their wings to be free and grow. And good leadership quality on your you, on your you part. Need, you need to. And I said, what you, like, the pricing, I went, dude, that, I'll, I'll pay for that person to use the platform to right. be on that pricing, right? right. And so it just gets to a point where you got to, again, it's all in process. It took me a long time to figure it out as well. So, again, I see a lot of myself. It's, it's, it's nice. It's nice that you, you can say that because, yes, go back into all of our acts and we could laugh at ourselves. You could laugh at yourself. You have laughed at yourself of being like, oh, I can't believe I messed up. And that's all Alex is doing. He, the kid just graduated high school, didn't he? Yeah, but the kid, he's, he's got that cockroach mentality, right? Like, you never die. And, like, that's, yeah. like, and I definitely embody that. Like, when I texted you something yesterday that, like, I love staring down the barrel of the gun and eating bullets. Give me the grenades and I'll eat those too. Like that was just something I was feeling because when you have a day like you had yesterday, yes. you were you you would eat in bullets and eat in pain and gone through that shit for such a long period of time that for have a day like that where it all clicks, oh, give me give me the grenades, give me the bazooka, give me the nuke. I'll eat everything, man. Yeah, and I and you know last last point on this topic, it's, it's called it's just called the cockroach mentality. You never die. Keep coming back.
I love that. I love that because it's like, okay, you're not afraid to die. You're putting yourself in these tough de- decisions. You're taking risk, and they're going to pay off. And he's Tro- growing. He's growing. Look, right. 25 days in now, he's got revenue targets, and look at him. Um, um, last act, 45. We did a live cold call on air. It was incredible. Shout out Alex, the intern. Here he goes again. But he, yeah. he, he set us up with a little lead. And I said, Troy, it would be super cool if you like just randomly called this number right now on air and you secured the deal. So we secured the call, right? Because the goal of every cold call nowadays, if you have a software product, is to get, or even if you don't, is to get to the next demo or product call. And you can be the product as like a person that has professional services for you, Tristan, right? You're the product at the end of the day. That's right. So you got to get to the product call, right? And the product call is essentially when you do that kind of pitch and you do that whole strategy, right? But cold calls, you're not going to sell on the call anymore. This isn't the 90s Wolf of Wall Street, guys. There's internet. There's research. People have access to information. You got to get it to here. People are educated buyers. And so... Uh, um, quick, Kill Bill Pete commented on your uh, cold call video on your reel. If also, if you're not following this guy, we cut up Stay Hot episodes and throw them on Instagram. So go check those out. At Troy. At Troy.crema. Yeah. Um, your boy Kill Bill Pete, who we also had on the podcast. William. Um, William, William by professional, personally goes by Bill. Um, William commented saying, yeah, cold call is still live and well. And your buddy commented back too, Burnsy. Burnsy. Um, Alberto Rodriguez, yeah. big, he's about 6'10 Cuban, played basketball for St. of X. He's yes. the guy. Good looking guy. Um, <laughs> off of that front. No, he called back saying he's live. And I think a lot of people are seeing that it is back live because it makes sense, right? Everyone's going back into the office. Corporate numbers and business numbers are live here. You can get access to people. But also, I think people have just been remote for so long and people like talking on the phone. I think people have an appreciation now even more for conversations. And the art, we talked about in a post I posted on the call yeah. call, the art of sales yeah. is back. Baby. Nice. The art of sales has returned and that will be your differentiator on top of your product as you move forward. So. If you're a good salesperson, you will thrive in the next six to nine months of this type of Even though the market has gone to shit? So even though the market's gone to shit, you can only catch lightning in a bottle when there are dark clouds in the sky. And so when you have ultimately this art of sales mentality and you can really build that relationship and get it down to a dollars and cents closing figure, the true, the true, bold, great art of a salesperson that are not... You can't just call them salespeople. They're just another tier of beings or gods. Look, I'm a little biased. Um, they will thrive in this environment, and they will make and will prosper. And that's what I'm saying. Over the next six to nine months, guys, uh, when markets are in dark, when clouds, when clouds are dark, and ultimately markets are going through the tank, sales leaders and sales godlike figures, and why I call them godlike figures is because they will bring in revenue in dollars and cents to support their company when capital markets are dry like they are. If you are a, you are a sales god, sales god, when you can go to one of your colleagues and ops or tech, you're being saying, I got your back, man, or bro or girl, and I'm going to make sure I bring in deals to support this company through this storm that we're ultimately going through. And, 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 it's, and it's well done, by the way. And it's your wholehearted belief since I've known you is that sales drives revenue, which is the bloodline and the oxygen of a company, of the business. Sales is the oxygen of a business. It just makes sense. And now more than ever, given that capital markets are so dry, VCs aren't deploying, uh, growth markets are decreasing, the market is literally going through the floor, especially in tech. Sales, God, sales gods, my sales gods out there can rise up 
for their companies and support their companies through this. And it just takes a different level of being a being, different being of a salesperson. So, so for that's a great perspective, and I think I would agree with you. But for anyone else that's listening that may have a different perspective, right. what do you think else could be done in a company or a business that will help them get through this storm? Listen, I think it, a lot of it is like, it's, I, I, I don't like cutting. I don't want to cut. You don't cut costs. You don't cut people. I don't like laying off people. But whatever everyone also can do can be pegged to a revenue generating figure. Your ops team, your tech team have deliverables and feature sets that can lead to an upsell. Hey, you want to upsell to the team package an extra $25. Revenue figures are pegged. So your operations and your tech team and your product team essentially should be pegged to your, should be symbiotically linked to your sales team, which ultimately is connected to the market and the revenue number. So it is all connected. When you grow your top line revenue and when you bring in revenue, it's all, it's not just the salesperson that's doing that. It's your entire team that's involved with that process. And as the CEO of a startup that in let, let's call a spade a spade startups are going to be hit most they during already, this time they already are i mean y combinator is uh, i got an email from y combinator today informing uh founders about safe rounds safe rounds are are essentially rounds that companies do to get them through tough times where they take a ton of dilution how is that different than a, a normal fundraise normal fundraise you do it for a run rate you do it hey i'm gonna raise this money for an 18 to 24 month span, I'll be back out to market. This is safe rounds are like when you get, you raise your money, you get to like month eight or nine. And then all of a sudden this happens where there's a catastrophic event and you need enough cash just to basically keep the business afloat to hit your revenue number. And why would someone like Y Combinator just give out that cash? They're not not giving out cash. They're informing their founders about what safe rounds are and Mm. educating them for the founders to go out and take safe rounds in this market and that's just that a good luck good and i think this is a good i want to stay here for a little bit because i think this is a good opportunity for you to inform and educate yeah if it's a down market and cat even uh, vc funds are even uh, they're holding on to even more cash and they're taking less risk yeah. why would they be so preen or what's the word preen priv, privy to giving money in the safe round well it's also comes down to opportunistic investing like like what it's, what's in it for the vc if it's such well, a shit market the, well the thing with the, the, what's in it for the y combinators of the world is that they put in that initial pre-seed type of money that 100k investment or 10 percent. they don't want to see their thousands of 100k investments oh, go to shit oh, and ultimately go to zero oh, oh, oh. don't let the company die because if the company mm. dies their investment goes to zero so so mainly so a safe round would be a company that's already uh, um, secured funding in the past in a good market or whatever. It's a startup that basically it's it's a company that has raised money. It could be any size. Safe yeah. rounds can be used for big companies sure. and gross markets. Sure. It's a it, you raise a round to get you to basically another round. That's essentially what a safe round is. You raise a mini round to get you to this round, and this amount will get you to there. But the fucked up thing, well, not sorry. Yeah, the messed up thing about safe rounds is that they're regarded as a position of weakness not strength. And so given this market, when white commenters say on emails informing people about what safe rounds are, they're just safeguarding their investment because of where they were previously mm-hmm. in the investor cycle of mm-hmm. that business. Mm-hmm. We get to hear, ah, oh, shoot, you know what? 40% of our initial investments now that are seed or series A are dying and going to go to zero. Let's talk with them. Let's inform them about safe rounds so we can get them to that A. And guess what? We got in at the ground level. So even if they're at the maybe the 10th floor and now down rounds on the safe round to the eighth floor, we still got that Delta from zero to eight. So from their perspective, they're fine. From the startup's perspective, you just have to do a down round now to get to here. And then now safe rounds, 
it's egregious terms, right? So you're going to have to do options, share share incentives, um, debt debt financing plans. And so what will happen with that is safe rounds could cripple the companies and growth where the actual employers and the founders that worked their ass off to get to floor 10 from zero could essentially be left with not much money. It's not really in it for them anymore. So again, interesting times, interesting markets, salespeople, sales gods, which also are linked to the other people in your company, your product, your tech team, the true, 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 true entrepreneurs and startups that survive this will come out with ultimately prosperous land. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, we're so for anyone that may not be from Toronto, Troy's office is on King Street. Uh, where, 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 like, where would you say we're we are? At, we're right at King University. Uh, we're staring. We're on the dock here. Royal Alexandra Theater here in the background. Love theater, by the way. I'm a theater minor, if you can't tell by my personality. Shout out to all my theater salespeople. Um, but we're looking right now at the CN Tower. Uh, I'm looking directly at it right now at Tristan. It's beautiful. It's high. It's great. And uh, you know what's funny? Stuff about the CN Tower, right? Okay. It's, that's like a godlike. It is. It's like a godlike. I call it like a figure. It, like To me, the CN Tower is like actually a being. I, like I, It's an energy. I think at one point it was the tallest man-made structure it's still, it's still the tallest of it because yeah, no, i know because i'm from it, it blows my mind because i'm from toronto right sure. and we're from canada it's the tallest in canada for sure well look at me i'm from halifax i've never seen a building like that before so I, i'm still fat like whenever i go to like a friend's condo or right. something and i can see it i'm always that person taking a picture of it it, it feels like kind of like like when draco's like six god he's standing on top of the uh right. cn tower it does feel like that tower's got my your back in a way it's always there yeah and also so like also in this area like there's a lot of corporate business like people are dressed in suits like i'm I'm waiting for tristan to get his camera knocked over by someone just not paying attention yeah it's a busy area so is this like financial district entertainment district like what is it this is entertainment district right here in toronto um as you go further west in the city or sorry not west east east in the city i always get those messed up because we're looking this way south north west east Um, if you go further east, you get to the financial district. And it's only like two blocks over. Right. So you're at King University here, financial district in Toronto, which is ultimately the heart of all um, the heart of all Canadian finance. You have your big four or big five or six all in that given area. Right. It's at King and Bay. And so you go a couple intersections over, do a nice run down King to King and Bay, go up to the waterfront. You'll hit the waterfront, go front street, front street, run across. You'll hit the ACC, you'll run across the Rogers Center, the Sky Dome. So it's all in this market, guys. It's great. It's fun. And the energy right now is like everyone's almost on lunch and everyone's coming from business and people are sitting in the park here having business meetings and like dogs are back out. Yep, bro. How about like walking walking across to these dogs and got, like you know when like you're you're a, you're a being when you're walking across you know like when dogs recognize dogs. <laughs> so like Alex and I are walking. Alex and oh, so really funny story here actually. So we're Alex and I go on these runs every day. So Alex, the intern, actually runs like cross country, and this guy's fast. Like oh, yeah, I think nice. like I think I'm fast, and I think you're fast. Nice, nice. No, he's like hot. He's one of those guys that just does he, he weighs nothing. Yeah, he's yeah, he just floats. Yeah. It's, it's it's annoying. Yeah. I'm I'm clunking around yeah, 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 and that yeah. guy's like I'm dying and he's running fast. So, what we do up on King Street is because when we come around the bend, we have this route, this 5k route that we do almost every day now, 5 nice. days a week. Got to get out, got to get active with the routine. Um we started when we come around the bend here, we come up um by um uh we come up by the Tiff Center, the Tiff area, and what we'll do is we'll turn the corner and we start bolting it sprinting it to close it out like the last 150 200 meters here so funny enough there's a group of people here that have like noticed this and so what we do is we take we come around and we finish here right out front of the royal alexandra theater 
And we started walking around and these people came up to us and say, who are you guys? Mm. Essentially, what are you guys doing? And I go, we're just running, man. He's like, are you guys training for anything? He seems like you're racing. And it's funny, right? Like everything's a little bit of a competition, right? When it comes down to it. And so Alex and I are kind of even competing now against each other because he's done a good job. Not just like in, in just us be us going about and growing, which I think is amazing to see. And this it's funny that you went there because me talking about everyone in the business and coming out here for yeah. lunch, it speaks about one thing. But I think also before I get to that point, you and Alex competing in the runs, do you think there's a little bit of competition in like the sales world too of like closing deals? hundred thousand percent. Like you never have one salesperson in the company. That's right. You got multiple. You have a board. Right. You have people that are on top of the board That's one day. Right. You have people That's that right. are ranked nice. here. It's all a competition. Nice. Baby. It's, it's, it's very much like athletic mentality and like a sports ass type of mentality. And it takes tough, 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 resilient guys that want to, hey, you know what, Tristan? Fuck you. I'm going to beat you correct, this month. Correct. Which which is why I think you're perfect for this role and why you you know you're you're positioning yourself as like the sales god and whatever because you, you, I'm not positioning that. I'm probably the sales uh, demigod. Let's go. Okay, let's go there. The sales demigod. Perseus, baby. Um, but essentially here what you're doing is you also have to be a leader. When you're the CEO, you have to know and take a step back and give people chances. You can't run every deal and close every deal because then you're just um, LeBron James with the uh, 04 Cavs that just takes them to the conference finals. Hey, you know what? I need Kyrie. I need all these guys back in whatever it was, 2017 to get it done. Um, so share the ball a little bit. And ultimately, you share the ball and other people are winning and closing. Builds a camaraderie, builds a team, and you got yourself a great company. Very well said. And then also, how does it feel for us? To, because we're, we're doing this in public now. People are watching us. we got a guy next to us listening in on, on the conversation. I think people like it. I think so as well. I'm getting more comfortable at it with it as well. A couple of ladies over here. Yeah, people, you know, people are interested. 65-year-old ladies. They look good, though, for their age. <laughs> how, how does it feel when you see yourself compared, like, with the, holding on to the competition thing? Does it stretch your mind? Because here's where my thought comes from. I see all these guys in their suits and, you know, in their, their business guys and they got money this, money that. And then here I am dressed in some winner's $25 shoes, like, like because nice, I don't care. But, but, yo, those are some nice socks. Like, look at those. Brand new, baby. Oh, they are white and they are nice. Brand new. And But what I'm saying is that even though I don't – someone could look at me and be like, oh, that guy must not be doing much, I still know I'm the fucking guy. Okay. You said, how? Okay. I like this. Keep going. Do you – look at everyone else and be like okay everyone's in their own business thing they don't know what i'm building i'm actually like i am a sales god i'm closing four deals yesterday like this is is it motivation for you because it's motivation for me being like okay these guys think they're hot shit wait till they see me i think it's funny you know it's funny i was walking every day i get up i get off the subway at uh, yeah. king university yeah. at st andrew station and i have a nice like 200 and whatever it is 50 meters here to walk to then our offices right here and every day, everyone's going walking from the finan- walking to the financial district, and I'm walking kind of out of it, right, to get to my offices. So every day I pass suits. And every day I pass people, and I pass, like, not just young people. I pass the next, the older generation, all these people. Right. And um, I, I look at them, and I, go, I kind of, like, it's almost a respect, like a respect thing that we're up and we're all grinding and getting to the next location. But internally, you always need to have some sort of self-belief that you are different in, in a certain way. And I think, listen, it, for some of us, it's competition-wise. Like, I am that fucking guy, and I'll put myself up against anything. Mm-hmm. No different than any athlete would or any great professional or any musician would. That's just competition. And, and that's all I mean by saying when I say that, too. It's just, like, self-confidence. But I think um, seeing people walk and seeing the 7 a.m., 6.30 crowd that's walking into the office and you're walking that way, you know what? It's almost um, like baseball players when they take the field and they tip the cap to people. 
they're out there grinding and everyone's hustling and I love to see it. It motivates you. It's funny. You know, I go for my uh, 4.35 a.m. runs at some points and um, the great thing about it is I go, okay, I'm different. I'm up at 4.30. Right. No, there's a 4 a.m., 4.30 That's fucking right. crowd. That's right. No, there's a 4.30 yeah. crew. And so it's funny. You guys start to see all these people that are coming out that time and go, you know what? It's it's so true, man. You think you're working hard, but there is always someone that's working hard. There's always someone working harder than you. And there's always someone out there trying to take your spot. Trying to take your spot. And sometimes, you know what? You got to go out there, guys, and make your own spot. And that's what we do with this startup thing. How, how do you self-motivate yourself? I know you do 3.30 a.m. runs. You do 4.30, you know, that kind of stuff. But there's other stuff that you do that carries from your acting career not career, but like studies and as a, a hockey. I had a commercial. It was pretty hey, good. Okay, okay. We should pull that up if we can find it, if it's was, out there I was, somewhere. I was an extra in the background. got dangled by Marion Hosa. It's a great one. <laughs> and then from your hockey career, like is like pre-game rituals. Do you have any like. So superstitious. Yeah, superstitious. Speak on that and why yeah. you think you are. Oh, I think I know I am now back again. I am superstitious, but like it's all. I think superstition is a way of a routine. It's a way of getting yourself locked into your day and doing your routine. Me, I. Um, I'll, t- I'll admit something. I uh, so every day at these um, museum where I get on at the subway station, and everyone that's been to museum station in Toronto knows this. They have these like Egyptian like statues, okay. and uh, they're all like, and then they have also these like Aztec like pre made statues, which act as like beams. They're, they're beams like kind of in the subway they station, hold up the, but they yeah. but they're designed to be because it's, it's like the Ontario Art Galleries there nice. and everything's in that area. So. When you when I was during COVID and like even last year and even to the point early this year, you got to motivate yourself and have friends. No one was working. I was the only one going to the office and working and doing things. So these guys, these statues have kind of turned into my imaginary friends per se. And so like they, they one of these statues has like their hands up or their paws up like this, and it's a really cool thing. I don't have a name for it, but every day. I'm high-fiving that motherfucker and giving him a butt song. You, you got to name it like that. Uh, what, um, what name is. Yeah, we'll come up with one for the guy, but he's been there for me every single day. So it's funny, right? Like, I, I think I got, like, you got to be, like, crazy in a way, and you got to be a little weird. And um, I don't find that weird, but people, well, I said, I've always said to you, if anyone looked at my commute to and from the yes. office, they would go, that guy is one interesting, weird motherfucker. And you know what? I love that. Do you know, like, do you know what that makes me think of? It's like that's going to be a line or a chapter in your, like, biography, memoir. your memoir, or, like, a Steve Job-esque or something. Like, imagine – does that interest you? You want to get to a point where, like, someone makes a movie about your story? Well, as uh, I send you that DM about that kid? The guy who wants to do a character based on me. You hear about no, this? No, no. Oh, God. Someone reached out to him on LinkedIn. He goes, I think you'd be a really interesting character for I, a movie. I think you are. I think, thank you. I am a character just in general. But, I mean, so that was kind of... I do, like... Um, I, I want to write, like, a story one day. I don't know whether... It'll be somewhat... I think all great stories stem from personal experiences. And I'm a theater. I did screenwriting in school as well. And um, I do love movies. I love the arts. And, yeah, listen. We always talk about storytelling, right? And ultimately how you really get the most out of true i would say um kind of true outlooks and in, in, in impressions into someone's ultimately in lessons and you can pull your own yeah. lessons out of your stories yeah let's go let's go make a movie baby every day's a movie and also let's wrap this up here with this you got a birthday coming up how 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 significant is that for you is it one of those birthdays that you're looking forward to is it going to be a start like a, a refresh for you is it like a milestone what what is it we got some big deals to close that day baby we got to get it done but uh Hey, one year, uh, one year left to go 30 under 30. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, everybody. That's Act 46 today at the dock. We'll be out here 
every Thursday. Yeah, we're gonna try to be out here. We'll also try to maybe go to different parts of the city as well. But um, come on by, come pop in. It's an impromptu off the cuff show. If, if you see us, yes. if you see us mid recording, please come say hello. Yeah, please jump in, guys. We this is totally unscripted off the cuff. Let's have a great week. Let's stay hot. Run down the hell the rest of the week. Happy hump day. Cheers. Bang bang. Bye bang.